Matt Rogers is here, uh, and we uh, uh, are really getting to know each other. Now, mm. of course, I know that you have a uh, a podcast. What's your podcast called? It's called Last Culturistas. It's a comedy pop culture podcast I host with my best friend, Bowen Yang. Last Culturistas? Last Culturistas. Last Culturistas. So, <laughs> I, you know, how do people find podcasts? Do they just... Did Google it? You can, can I tell you something? Your phone, your phone is born with a podcast app uh -huh. from birth. That has this app, yeah. and you can go there and you can find it. We're also on Spotify too. Okay. I was never. I don't know. Are about you, you on YouTube? YouTube? We are not on YouTube uh -huh. yet. Um. Or well, no, we don't do like the visual podcast. Thing. Yeah, we're very much a. <laughs> we're not a visual experience. Uh -huh. Um. But they can find us on um. On the, on the podcast app, on Spotify, yeah. we're out there. Yeah. And so you do this with Bowen somebody. Mm -hmm. What's Bowen his name? Yang. Bowen so Yang. So he is the newest cast member on Saturday Night Live. And he's right. actually, he's well, he's the only gay they've had on in quite some time besides Miss Kate McKinnon. Uh -huh. And uh, he's the first Asian American cast member they've ever had. Really? Is yes. that right? It's true. The first? First. First huh. and only. It, it seems weird it being does like seem a 45 weird. year thing, but yeah, there has not been one. That is outrageous. Yeah, he's a little trailblazer. So, how did you meet him? We met when I was in, okay, so we both went to NYU and he, uh, we, we were in the comedy groups at NYU and I was in the sketch comedy group uh -huh. and Ms. Bowen was at the improv comedy group. And so, both these groups were saying, oh, we each have a gay, let's put them together and uh -huh. they'll be friends. You know, uh -huh. like, do it, yeah. do the thing. Uh -huh. And we were like, not gonna be friends with this bitch just because of my orientation at uh, this point no uh -huh, way uh -huh. and then we i think we were at the same party and i looked across the room and he was going in on uh, i believe Nicki minaj had just dropped an album it was roman's revenge this uh -huh. track on pink friday and he knew every single word and i knew every single word and we like met in the middle of the dance floor and like had this sort of <laughs> lip sync dance and everyone was like oh and then we realized oh we fully are friends just because we're fags like, oh my and then wow. ever since then sisters uh -huh. then we've been best friends for about 10 years and we've been through everything together i mean he is my other half of my heart Wow, yeah. that's amazing. And it's the amazing. podcast was just like, let's schedule 90 minutes a week to play together. Yeah. And I, we called it something dumb. They were like, what's the name? I was like, what about Las Culturistas? Because <laughs> it'll be about pop culture. And then they were like, yeah, that's dumb. It makes us laugh. Go for it. Oh, wait a minute. Did you say Lost Culturistas? It's Las. Uh, like L-A-S. Los. Like them culturistas. Yes. Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. Those who culture. I found out that in Spanish it means the bodybuilders, which is decidedly not us. Well, it is fascinating though. <laughs> now, I now Nicki Minaj, uh, mm. Roman's Revenge. How many incarnations of that? Okay, wait a minute. That's not Pink Friday. It's on Pink Friday the album, and she's got a track called Roman's Revenge. But didn't she re-release the album as Roman's Roman Reloaded? Oh, okay. so there was Pink Friday, okay. Roman Reloaded. That was, I guess, her second album. And then we had, since then we've had, you wait, know, the so, Pink Print. Wait a minute. So are, out, are songs from Pink Friday also on Roman Reloaded? No, she did. She kind of uh, confused everyone with this. So the first album is called Pink Friday. Yes. And then the second album is called Pink Friday, Roman Reloaded. Okay. But there's really no relation between the two. It's yeah, because just the second. I, I know Roman Reloaded because it's got Pound the Alarm on oh, it. Oh, we love, I listen and to Pound the, the Alarm dance, today. The dance stuff. Yeah. Like um, uh, Whip It. Yeah. Masquerade. Yes. Uh, Whip It is a jam. I love that song. I like her pop stuff. I love it. I love it. I wish that she would kind of do a little bit more of that because I'll tell you, even her like ballads on it, like Marilyn Monroe. Yes. I kind of yes. live for that. I love it. And yeah. Automatic. Yeah, we love. Love that song. I remember, I'll never forget, you guys had Pound the Alarm on the episode on, where Monet Exchange just ripped its heart yes, out. Yes, with and Dusty I was like, Bottoms. Yes, yeah. Miss Dusty Ray. And uh -huh. I was like, this is a fucking bop for a lip sync. Yeah. And that song came to life again in a big way. Like, you saw the Queens doing it in New York. Oh, my good. Oh, on lip syncing. Oh, big time. Where do you go and see Queens lip sync in New York? I'll tell you this. The best comedy show in New York City for the few years that she was doing it was every Monday night at Barracuda Lounge. Mm -hmm. Bob the Drag Queen would, it was midnight on Monday nights, but every gay I knew was at Barracuda Lounge to see Bob do her show on Monday nights at midnight. She, it was the funniest, best, tightest, just talk about a, a pro. 
But now, is Barracuda in the same place it always was? Is it 21st, 22nd? It's, 20, it's 21st, 22nd, one of those, and 8th. So and yes, eighth. it's right there that in Chelsea. Place, I, I could never stay in there because there was one door in and one door out. It always felt like this this cave. And I, could, I always yeah. felt so claustrophobic in there. I couldn't stay for more than 12 minutes. You know, I really liked it as a spot to watch Drag Race. Okay. It was the spot. Oh, they watch Drag Race they there. Do, well, they watch Drag open? Race everywhere. Yes. It's still yes. open. Yeah, it, it was the kind of it was the place I really liked to watch it. And at the time, um, Bob would would host um, before she was New. on. This is before she was on. I uh-huh. remember one day they said, you know, Bob's not here right now. Bob Bob had to go away, and uh-huh. we knew exactly where Bob had uh-huh. went. And there was no doubt in our mind yeah. that she was taking it. Well, because you know, before Bob was on, I went incognito. I remember. Yes, to uh, the monster with a hoodie on, and yes. no one, not one person, knew I was there. It was winter time, so I had stuff on, and and nobody could tell. Right. But I saw Bob carry on and host and be just rip it up, rip it up, and mm. I thought, ooh, I've got to. When her audition comes through, I've got to see that. And I was lucky enough that night to uh, the DJ did not know I was there. Mm-hmm. He played uh, Sissy That Walk. And I saw the whole room. They they parted the seas oh, like yeah. Moses and the Red Sea. Mm-hmm. And they walked and Sissy That Walk. Not one person knew I was there. And you got to just drink that in. I got to drink it in because it's 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 not a lot of fun when everybody's looking at you and you came to, I came to look at everyone. Yeah, well, they're watching you watch it. Yeah. And therefore there's a performance on a performance happening. You just yeah. got to see the kids be the kids. Yeah. What part of town do you live in? Well, so I just kind of relocated to Los Angeles you, for work like stuff. Like Roman relocated? I Roman relocated. Uh-huh. Um, but I had been in New York for 10 years. I went to NYU and then I stayed. So I kind of bopped around. I Because was you're from Long Island. From Long Island originally. Yeah. Are you from Great Neck? No, I'm from Islip. So oh. s- s- uh, South Shore. I'm actually from Good Neck myself. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> that was clear. Yeah. But mom's a hairdresser. Dad's a gym teacher. Your mother's a hairdresser? Dresser. What mm-hmm. hairstyle is her is her go to <laughs> hairstyle? Does she have a special hairstyle that is like everybody says? Ooh, y'all have to, you, you, oh you want oh you want a flip? Oh, you, you got to see Katri- Carol. You need to see Katrina. Her name is Katrina. Her name is Miss Katrina. So what? When people come to Katrina, what are they looking for? You know, she did a lot of your mom. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. Like your mom from the suburbs. You kind of had your Bobby moments. Yes. Like this, like that kind of. You mean like what uh, Patty Lepone? That, that. Very that. Yeah. Very, very uh-huh. sort of Patty in her prime. If you yes. can picture the name Diane, it's the essence of the name Diane. Okay. That is the, the haircut my mom did. But my mom also could turn a prom hairstyle. Oh. All my girlfriends in high school went to Katrina for their prom hair. Was it like big hair? You know what it was? It was a lot of twists and curls. Okay. Yeah. So basically like she was. She's a colorist by trade. Mm-hmm. She really is like a hair colorist. So she has a partner. Her name is Dawn. Dawn. And she does Dawn. the cutting. Two, two syllable Dawn? <laughs> Dawn. Yeah. Uh-huh. D-A-W-U-H-N. Dawn. <laughs> um, but so they've been partners for like a couple decades. And I remember there came a time where my mom would always cut my hair. And so she worked out of the house. So for a little gay boy growing up, there was a room for my hair in our house. Like uh-huh. I think it was the laundry room. It became my mom's like little salon. Yeah. So I would wake up and feel my oats in the mirror every day. Uh-huh. And then one day it just kind of became clear that cutting men's and boys' hair was not her capital T thing. Oh, she didn't do a good job? No, it wasn't that she didn't do a good job. I just wanted the cultivated experience. Okay. And she goes to me, okay, we'll take you to Lex. Uh-huh. So Lex was her friend at the shop. She worked at a place called Ecstasia. Uh-huh. And so she was took me Lex in. Was Lex a man or a woman? Lex was a man. Uh-huh. And um, so I sat in Lex's chair and he turned me around and said, I don't want you looking in the mirror. I want you to be shocked when you see what I've done. Oh you. my goodness. And he turned me around and I had this fierce, like, like kind of what I want, very much like boy drag, like very yeah. tight on the sides, a uh-huh. little bit of messed up on the top. And he said, you look like a Marine. Oh my goodness. So <laughs> we love Lex. Lex turned you around and then turned you out. He sure did. How about that? Or turned me out and then turned me around and then, yeah. and then turned me out. Inside out. Inside exactly. Out. I had wished. Who would play Lex? What character? Who would you cast 
as Lex. I'll tell you something. Why am I seeing Val Kilmer in my mind? Oh, I like that. I kind of like that. And I, can I say Val Kilmer is my Batman? Is he? Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, because I love that Batman Forever with that Nicole Kidman yes. and that Veronica Lake moment. Yes, yes, That was yes. actually, I think that was a moment for me where I was like, I'm a gay kid. When oh. I went in the blockbuster, uh-huh. you were like would scroll along the walls. And I remember I loved Batman and I knew uh-huh. there was something gay about it. Too. Yeah. You know what I mean? This is when, this is the one that had, you know, Jim Carrey doing his Riddler yes, drag. Yes, that's right. And Tommy Lee Jones Didn't giving you two face. Didn't have Mr. Freeze in it also? That was Miss Batman and Robin. Okay. With, which right. had the icon Uma Thurman as Poison yes, Ivy. Yes, yes, yes. As I told Lady Freeze when I pulled her plug, <laughs> this is a one-woman show, <laughs> which is an entrance line on Drag Race waiting to happen. I love that. But so I remember I was scrolling the VHS tapes, and I just talked about this with my girls the other day. I was like, what were they like? What was the moment for you? And I'm like, I think it was me looking at the VHS tapes, looking at Nicole Kidman uh-huh. in 95, 96. Uh-huh. She had that hair in her face. And I said, I identify with this. Yes. And then seeing the movie, there was a scene where like Batman leaves her in the night or comes to visit her at night. And uh-huh. she kind of goes to like the moonlit window and uh-huh. she's in this like she's got like a sheet covering her and uh-huh. I'm like, she's an icon. And yeah. then like five years later, the Moulin Rouge and the others hit. Yes. And they were like, Nicole Kidman's an icon. And I'm like, you know, she's done been an icon well, because, for the little gay boys. Well, because for me it was, and I wasn't, I was not a big Nicole Kidman fan mm. until to die for. To die for. To mm. die Miss Suzanne for. Stone. Oh, that, that, that was a career making movie for me. Cause yes. I didn't, I didn't get her before. I thought, Oh, okay. Yeah. The, yeah. Sort of blank. Yes. You know what I yeah. mean? Yeah. Yeah. Hadn't stepped into her stardom exactly. yet in the way that she would. But there's yeah. that incredible moment in that movie where she knows she's not going to get the position uh-huh. and she turns and looks him in the eyes and she's perfect. She has a monologue about why she deserves the yes. job and to contact her. Yes. Iconic. She should have won the Oscar. And should've not won, even nominated those should have won the Oscar for that, those honestly. Fools. Now, um, what year were you born in? 90. In 1990, yeah. Yeah. you were born. I'm a Pisces baby. You're Pisces, mm-hmm. but what was your birthday? March 5th, 1990. You were born into this world, March 5th, 1990. Yes. I was a full-grown adult <laughs> man <And> then. <laughs> I remember, can I say, I remember my, the moment I became aware of RuPaul was we were listening to WKTU. Uh-huh. And it was, I remember my mom was like, we're listening to this station because they play fun music. Yeah, yeah. And I remember you came on and- my mom was like, you know who that is? And I was like, who? And she said, that's RuPaul. And RuPaul is a drag queen. And I was wow. like, what does that mean? And she was like, she means she dresses up as she dresses up as a fabulous woman. And uh-huh. I just thought it was the, wow. ever, the most to say the least. So how, without, I don't mind me, how old is Katrina? Katrina is now, she's born at 62. Okay, so she's just a little bit younger than I am. Yeah, my dad's 55. My mom is 62. Wow. Oh, so... so, Boomers. So uh, (laughs) Katrina got some young, young man. Well, no, he is 55. She is 62. So he's a little bit older than her. Wait, no, that's... No. Oh, I see. Yes, yes, yes. I thought his age was 55. Oh, no, no, no. Okay, no, no, no. Born born in 1962. Yes, yeah. Um, And my dad is 1955. I see. Yes. I see. I I confused it there. No, no, no. (laughs) I danced around. (laughs) Well, numbers, I'm very confused by numbers. I can can figure them out if I had to. But she's no numerologist. Not a numerologist (laughs) at all. But I do like Pisces. I like Pisces a lot. I've grown into really liking it. And I love a Scorpico. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My yeah. two best friends, Bowen's a Scorpio. Is he really? Yes. When's and his birthday? He must be coming up, right? His birthday just passed. His birthday is November. I'm going to tell you, um, ninth. I November believe. 9th. And, and then my other best girlfriend is Sudi. Um, she is also a Scorpio, and I get along real well with all water signs. Those uh-huh. are my those are yeah. my sisters. Her name is Sudi. Sudi Green. You, I mean, you a, mentioned her earlier. I did. That's a great name. Is that her real name? Her name is Asudes. She's Iranian. Oh wait, back up. Yeah. Asu who? Asu de. A-S-U-D-E-H. Wait, wait, wait. Let me see this picture. I've got a picture of the letters. Yes. Say them slow. Okay. Asu de. Yeah. Spell A-S-U. it. A-S-U. Wait. A. Okay, I see an A. Yeah. S-U. Mm-hmm. Oh, Asu. Uh-huh. Asu de. D-E-H. Asu de. Asu de. Asude. It's actually beautiful. It's gorgeous. Yeah. Asude. And her last name is Green. Uh, green. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. She goes, I got a white daddy. 
I love that's a great it's a great stage name. Yeah. So you call her Sue DeGreen? I call her Sue DeGreen. She's a she actually is a, a writing supervisor at Saturday Night Live. So they both my sisters work there. Wow. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. um did you have you ever auditioned to write there? I will tell you this. Bowen and I, we both got asked to audition at the same exact time and we both tested at the same time. Yeah. So this was the surreal experience of testing at SNL on that stage. Wait, in front testing of as one of the performers? As a performer, yes. Oh my so goodness. I came up doing sketch comedy in, in New York at UCB. Yeah. Because I, you know, I just I always knew underneath I that to tennis do that. court Very, um, 30, yeah. 20, 29th? We call it Gristiti Stadium. <laughs> so we, I was at the UCB Chelsea for several years, kicking around, just doing my thing. And yeah. I had a sketch group that was independent. It was called Pop Roulette. We did musical sketch comedy. Uh -huh. Just that was my whole twenties. And then I got to be, I was twenty eight years old. Sudi had written there for a few years, and she told them they were looking for talent, and they said, "Why don't you check out?" She said, "Why don't you check out Matt Rogers?" And I showcased and got the test. And at the same time, they did the same thing for Bowen. Mm -hmm. And so this was like a surreal thing where we both were screen testing on that stage. And it is crazy. I mean, that was my dream. I'm a yeah. gay boy who loves comedy from Long Island. I mean, yeah. my working class family were like, when are you going to be on Saturday Night Live? My yeah, whole life. Yeah. And so I remember we both screen tested and we both did well. We both were put on hold. Uh -huh. So I had the experience of me and my best friend put on hold for SNL screen tested at the same time. And I had crushed, they did it in a, in March for some reason, uh -huh. real early. Cause I think they thought, let's see if we can add people at the end of the season for some reason yeah. that year. Yeah. And they kept me on hold until September. So it was that six month period of waiting. And then I did it again in September and they put Bowen in the writer's room and I, I did not get it, mm. which was hard. No, but you see, you're very young. You know, this is the thing. Yeah. Um, it's probably for the good. Trust an older yeah, gentleman. I know here. that now. It's 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 not for right now. There's something better. Yeah. Not for right now. There's something better. And I know you want to go into your friends and walk in and say, "Guess who back in the motherfucking house, house honey?" Yeah. But the truth is, you got something better. The the, the universe is you. The universe is shining on you right now. It is shining on you. I feel that way. And so do not allow your saboteur, your 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 ego to say, oh, they didn't choose me. It's not like that. I thought about inner, the inner saboteur the whole time. And I will say, I think one of the only reasons I even got to that point was because, you know, I will say this. The show Drag Race and you really changed a lot of co comedy for me and for a lot of gays that I came up with in Brooklyn and in New York because we started to say, you know what, what the fuck? Let's go out there in wigs. Let's go out there in this. Let's do that. Let's say that. Let's do the other thing. Mm -hmm. And it sort of revolutionized a performance, a performer inside me. And I right. kind of thought, let's just do what I want to do. Yeah. And then you kind of get someplace like SNL where it's like you don't see a lot of that on screen and so yeah. you in your audition you second guess you're like uh, should I kind of play their game you uh -huh. know what I mean and so whether that had to do with me getting on or not I don't know I'll never know but all I know is I am grateful the way everything worked out ultimately yeah. because I feel like I don't ever want to be in a situation or feel like I have to tamper down yes. the instincts and and who I want to be. Not to say that's happening there, but I don't know if I could be a hundred percent of who I was. That's a good thing. Now, how much time do we have? Are we going to a break right now? Okay. The, this is the thing, you know, I've been in the position to audition people, see a lot of the audition mm -hmm. reels. And the mistake that people make is that they try to be what, the uh, the person they, they think uh, the people behind the desk want them to be, and that's that's yeah. a big mistake. It's part of the inner saboteur. It's part of the inner saboteur. Yeah. Be yourself mm. and make and trust that uh, you're unique enough to uh, to to get the job. Because when I've seen people uh, listen, everybody does the exact same thing. Everybody's mm. audition, they do the exact same thing. When one person does a unique thing, like truly themselves, you go, wait, what was that? Yeah. Roll that back. Who yeah. is that? What are who's, they doing? Who's she? Who's she? Yeah. You know, that is the thing. You, but, you know, humans, um, you know, humans fall into these these traps, yeah. you know? And it's so, a lesson learned. It's Ultimately, a lesson it's learned. a lesson learned. It always is because you're so right. And those words, the inner saboteur, it's so great to have those words to name that beast. Yes. And that's why it's like, it, it all just clicks in for you and by when the you way, can name it when you can name it because by the way the antidote for the saboteur is 
uh, shining a light on it. When you when you identify it, that's the cure. Mm-hmm. And when you're because when you identify it, it means you're in this moment right now understanding what's happening inside your body. Hey guys, we've got Matt Rogers here. We are talking about everything yes. and <laughs> nothing at all. And it's, and abs- it's glorious. It's glorious. <laughs> We're going to take a break. We'll be right back after this. Baby, you know Squarespace is the place to go for your one-stop shopping for your own website. Making a website has never been easier. You can make that gorgeous website in minutes using their beautiful templates and their simplistic drag-and-drop platform, honey. Hey. When you're ready to purchase a plan, get 10% off with the offer code RU. That's squarespace.com, offer code RU. We are back with uh, Matt Rogers talking about everything and just... Um, and we send love to Michelle. Who, and love to Michelle wherever the hell she is. She's in her favorite place. <laughs> Dancing right. in England. I met Michelle one time. and it, Where did I, you meet her? So I interviewed her for Vulture Festival. They were honoring 10 years of Drag Race and Bowen and I did the interview. It was oh, Miss Michelle. Vulture, the web. The publication. The publication, yes. Yeah, so it was Michelle. We had Bibi Zahara, who's a fucking icon. Uh-huh. Jinx, who has my heart forever. Uh-huh. Um, Yua and uh, Miss Calorie. Uh-huh. And um, yeah. Was they it were, here in LA? It was in New York. But uh, they were so fun. It was a blast. Wow. Michelle is... Oh, she's great. Superstar. You know, South Plainfield Zone, yeah. Michelle Visage. So you're from Islip. Yeah. Are you Italian or are you Jewish? I'm actually Greek. Oh, Greek. Yeah, I, have, I could I, see it now. Yeah, yeah, I'm half Greek. And then the rest is like a like a Italian, uh, not Italian, uh, English, Irish, that sort of thing. That's where yeah. my name comes from. Rogers. The Rogers part. The Rogers of yeah. it all. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and um, have you ever been to Greece? No. In fact, I only went to Europe once. I had a very much like a Disney family. Uh-huh. So on our vacations during President's Week in February, we go to Disney World, uh-huh. Orlando, Florida. So oh, wow. I have been to Epcot and seen the whole world. Oh, yeah. No, that's all you need, basically. <laughs> That's all you need, you know. Yeah, right. Honestly. But with my ex-boyfriend, I went to I went to Europe and um we we saw the sights, just didn't make it to, to Greece. But we uh-huh. did my favorite place in Europe. Have you been to Bel- Belgium? I've uh have I been to Belgium? Uh, Bruges. uh no, no, I've never been to Belgium. You gotta I've go to heard Bruges. Bruges is fabulous. Bruges is it. Yeah. Bruges is it the what food. What makes it so good? I will tell you, I'm very like food driven. Like, uh, I, like whenever I see a new place, I'm like, "Well, let's have lunch. Let's yeah. let's see how the lunch yeah. tastes." Do you in gain Paris. weight? You don't. You look thin. So I have a good metabolism. My when I was younger, I was I was a very serious track athlete and cross country okay. runner when I was in high school, yeah. and so I've I've always been on the go. And I I I've lived in New York for so long. I'm, yeah, I'm you a, walk I'm, all I, the time. I'm a I'm a goer. Yeah, yeah. But um, I know. Show you. They say you're a bit of a goer. A bit of a goer. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so as I hit 30, though, you can feel some stuff in the oh, saddle. Honey. You oh, can feel honey. it start to change. Uh-huh. So you're going to be 30 in March? Mm-hmm. March 5th, 2nd? 5th. 5th, okay, yeah. yeah. 30 in March, okay. Did I hear you say you met your husband on January 24th? January 24th, My sister's birthday. That's her birthday, mm-hmm. yeah. And my mother and her sister have the same birthday, January 31st. Oh, wow. And their brother is born on March 5th. So you and your uncle have the same birthday. All this family birthday sharing. What's your sister's name? My sister's name is Chelsea. Chelsea? Yeah. Is she funny? She is funny, but she's not a performer. Okay. You know what I mean? She's she's definitely got a very, uh, very uh, funny sense of humor. Yeah. Like I remember she graduated she graduated college and on her cap, it's it was a picture of a whale. And it said, Whale, see you later. Like W H A L E see you later. Did and they now, fail her for that? I was like, I don't get this, but yeah. she thought it was so funny. And uh-huh. I'm like, I think it's amazing that you think it's funny. <laughs> I was like, and I'll tell you something, she's obsessed with you and Drag Race. Well, I would think that they would have revoked her graduation <laughs> for that no, whale. She loved it. And I was like, honestly, the fact that it was committed to and fucking, sh- did she stone that cap? Yes, she did. And I was like, that fact that it's like committed to and on your head, no, I live for that. That is brilliant. It was fun. Yeah. So you went, to, you went to Europe with this boyfriend. Are you still with that boyfriend? I'm not. I have a new boyfriend these days. Oh, and new boyfriend how do you find boyfriends how do i find them you know what when they're good they're good Uh and and they and i feel like right now uh we i've been dating my current boyfriend for about four months and he's a a good one you guys meet on tinder or one of those things can you believe we met in life we met out in the wild in the wild yeah and so like 
one of our best shared friends is named Joel Kim Booster. He's a comic and he Joel Kim Booster. Joel Kim Booster. Kim like Kim Kim Chi? like K I M like Kim Chi. Uh, um, Joel Joel Kim Booster. So J O E L. Uh huh. Kim like kimchi, uh-huh. booster like like booster up. No, well you know a bo- you know what a booster is. What a booster is someone who has stolen goods and they sell them out of their trunk. And that's her. Okay, that's Joel Kim. All right, that's All that's right. very much him and his yeah. and his whole career. Uh-huh. Um, so <laughs> oh, yeah. is Kim his middle name? Joel Kim is his whole first name. Joel Kim. Yeah, you would absolutely love him. Who would play him? I'll tell you who would play him. Uh. Who would play him? You know, I think he actually would play himself. I think he okay. would demand okay. he plays himself. Well, which, but well, but let me say, uh, Keanu Reeves. Okay. A young Keanu. He's young hot, Keanu Joel Reeves. Kim. Okay. Joel Kim Booster. <laughs> yes. And that's his last name is Booster. Booster. Okay. Yeah. Not Brewster. Not Miss Brewster. Brewster. No. Co- Joel Kim. I mean, you hear about, um, you know, Bobby Joe. <laughs> Bobby Joe. You hear about, um, uh, you know, Lisa Ray. Yeah. You, you hear about, but you don't hear about Joel Kim. Joel Kim. Joel no. Kim. I've never even heard of that before. No, but he's he's happy to be heard about right now on this podcast. So he introduced you to he your boyfriend. Went ahead and intru- introduced me to my Jared. Had he da- had Joel Kim and Jared dated before? They had not. Okay. Um, but not. But well, not that I know of. Uh-huh. I, don't, I don't know about any dalliances that went on in the City well, of Angels you know, before men, I said. You know how men are. Oh, I know exactly yeah. how they are. I'm one of them. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, and they they like to do they like to stick it in lots of different places. And can I tell you? Uh. The whole, you when I just came in here and you and Adam Shankman were talking about uh. the monogamy of it all. Yes. I find myself struggling with this question. Oh, what is the question? Well, the, should it be? You know what oh, I mean? Well, I'll tell you, a new. A new. Cuz well, we are animals. You no, know, we are animals and it's a cute idea yeah. like, "Oh, I'm going to save all of this right here for just you, baby." Yeah, but no. But that's not how life works. And and if you save it, fine. That's fine. If you can do it, great. Sure. But you wouldn't want to inflict that on your best friend or someone no. that you like. Listen, if somebody offers you a nice slice of key lime pie, mm-hmm. do not turn your nose up at it because you said, "Oh, I'm only going to eat I key lime pie eat- with you, bitch." Yeah, or I'm only a creme brulee girl. I'm a creme brulee. You bitch. might think this way. Your taste buds might be you're, calling out for something right. else on another and day. You never know when you're going to be hungry, honey. You're a food. Right, I actually am. I like the food. What part of town do you live in? I live right now. At, well, I'm staying with a friend in Larchmont, oh, and I'm going to be in looking. LA. I'm here in LA, but I do live in Greenpoint. In, oh, in Greenpoint, Green yeah. I see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What food places do you go to? And you know, I talk about Elephant Castle. It's so good, and I feel mm. so bad because you know, uh, Barney's downtown is closing, mm-hmm. and the restaurant in there is to die. Are you in for. New York a lot? I you know, eight, 10 times a year. Right, I right, still right. have the same place for 25 years. Yeah. And, you know, we'll be there next week. Uh, but um, you and George, George and I will be there for next week. But um, the first stop we're going to make is to see, hopefully the Barney's in downtown mm. isn't closed. So we can go to our restaurant and order that, that crab cake salad. You got to oh. see, I'm a seafood bitch. You're a seafood bitch. Oh, I yeah. see. When I was like a pound in the pavement waiting tables, I waited tables for about 10 years oh, in New did? York. Oh, and I worked I'm exclusive. sorry. Well, I mean, I did what I had to do Yeah, because people are awful. They are. Humans are just terrible. I'll never forget the last day, the day I had had it. What did you have? I had had it. Well, what I had was, a, a slur from a table. <laughs> oh dear! Someone called me an f a g g o t. What? What? So what? basically, these young women came in. No, th- yeah, they okay. came in and they sat their ass down at this table. And I guess I, I guess I was kind of feeling my oats. I looked uh-huh. in the mirror for a second. Yeah, and I went over there, and I guess something was a little bit late to their table. Uh-oh. It wasn't my fault, but yeah. they said, "Excuse me, you could look in your in the mirror a little bit less at yourself and get us our damn drinks." And I Ooh. was like. You know what? I'm gonna go check on them. And I uh-huh. guess as I turned away, I rolled my eyes just a oh, little too just soon. A little bit too soon. Because I'm a little bit bitchy. <laughs> and I just gave them a little bit of that attitude, just a little too early, Rue. Yeah, yeah. And they said, and and as I was turning away, they said, that faggot. Oh. And I just was like, you know what? I don't want to be spoken to this way. Yeah. So and that when that that place was lovely. I worked at this great place in Red Hook. Did you key their car? I did not. You know what? I uh-huh. kind of just said to my manager, I was uh-huh. like, that table said this to me, and you know what? Yeah. Like, 
at this point, I think I'm going to go ahead and give you my notice. Yeah, you can I, take this job and shove it. I think it's like it, it's like it's like bless up. This uh-huh. has been a nice place to work, but yeah. I can't do this anymore. And I that was after I had worked in the financial district uh-huh. with the worst, the worst. people in yeah. the world. And I mean, the way they would speak to women. Yeah. Holy shit! And just the way they would behave. I saw some men who supposedly run our banks. Uh oh. Come on their lunch break to this place I worked on Stone Street in the financial district, get uh-huh. loaded, yeah. play hopscotch with, with on the ground with the chalk we used to mark the tables. No. And I would have to tell these grown men, yeah. can you not play hopscotch while yeah. we're trying to serve your food? Sure. And then they would go back to fucking JP Morgan and yeah. sell our, and like, sure. you know, run our country. Yeah. Our, I was our, like, yeah, yeah, our mutual funds and all of our things like that. Why didn't you tur- go Nicki Minaj? Why didn't you go Roman re- Reloaded on those, those women at the restaurant? Because I gotta tell you, she's a sweet girl. She was. She was a sweet girl. She just didn't know any better. You know, I'm the kind of person where if I get a little comfort, and now being like in the business a little bit more, I find that I have to advocate for myself a little bit more. Uh And I'm the kind of person who this, and maybe this comes from being a little gay boy, Uh but the second I assert myself, I hang up the phone and I have a full spiral where I'm like, was I too much? Was what I said warranted or was I being out of line? Was I being crazy? Like Uh I I never know when enough is enough in terms of like how I assert myself. Yeah, no. I get that. Would you turn that light on, sir? I get that. I get that. Because yeah. a lot of times I, in, in business, I have, uh, and in the club world back then, I I didn't let people have it. And mm. then I would regret it later. Yeah. But I've learned in hindsight that it's probably best because uh, I don't have a lot of, um, I didn't make a lot of enemies back mm-hmm. then and I've been able to work and do my thing so in a way that's a good thing yeah. it's a good thing but because I always uh, envied the people who you know somebody would say something to me and they had the best comeback mm-hmm. the best yeah. comeback you want you want see the thing is you want to be able to serve the comeback yes but you don't want to like necessarily do the work around it right <laughs> because it is you know I mean you know because rarely does derogatory statements Actually, never. Derogatory statements never have anything to do with you. It has to do with the ignorance of the people who's serving them out. Yeah. So you yeah, know, if you yeah. if you you know, when they go low, we go high. Right. <laughs> Don't, isn't it like it's like a mixed bag that that like really works? I know it does. It yeah. does because you want you don't want to compromise your Christianity and you no. don't want to <laughs> you know you you, you want to stay rise above it. But sometimes I sometimes you know you just have to break it down for a motherfucker. Yeah, and well, go Nicki you, Minaj on these bitches. Yeah, and the thing is, like, I, have you ever seen her um her thing that she did? It was like an MTV News thing and she, or and some MTV clip, and it, she it's the bossed up monologue. Uh. So basically. She is going off. She's like putting her makeup on. She's got this huge pink hair on. Uh-huh. And she talks about how um, she showed up to a photo shoot and they they didn't have good craft service. And so oh. she left. And so she was she was going she's going off in this clip. Uh-huh. And she says, you know what? Like, had I accepted the pickle juice, I would be drinking pickle juice right now. <laughs> and when a man is assertive, he's a boss. When a woman is assertive, she's a bitch. Uh-huh. And But when a man does it, he's bossed up. And she yeah. says the words, there's no negative connotation behind bossed up, but lots of negative connotation behind being a bitch. And she uh-huh. even says, Donald Trump can say, you're fired. And they send Martha Stewart to prison. Let Martha Stewart do whatever the fuck Donald Trump does and be the same way. Ooh. And this was years before Donald became oh. but she kind of like put a face I his love, face I love on it this sort of you know differences in between the way we treat men and women because yeah. the second a woman would have done one yep of these things yep. he's done yeah and we were talking earlier about the fucking murder he's gotten away with yeah but I mean yeah Oh my goodness, I love that. It's the bossed up monologue. Yes. Available on YouTube. Honestly, if she were smart, she'd put it on iTunes and it would it would pop. Oh off. well, yeah, well, it certainly would. Now uh, we've got Matt Rogers here. We're gonna take a break. We're gonna talk about uh all things Mariah in Ooh. just a minute. Cause this man is a Mariah. You're I'm a, a lamb. lamb. I'm You're a lamb, a lamb, in lamb. fact. I love it. Since birth. Since birth. Okay. All right. Well, um, <laughs> we're gonna take a break. We'll be right back with more Matt Rogers. Okay, confession time. You know, I don't think I'd be in the position I am today if I hadn't gone to therapy so many years ago. And I wish on everybody out there, I wish you had the opportunity to experience therapy the way I have. Well, guess what? What? You can. Yes, you can. With Talkspace. Absolutely. Talkspace is an incredible platform where, you know, 
I, I know me personally and my people that I talk to about therapy because I'm a huge advocate like you are. The number one thing is I don't have the time. Yeah. I absolutely don't have the time to do it. I don't have the money to do it. But with Talkspace, kind of everything's helping out with that because mm. you can talk to a licensed therapist at any time. You can video with them. Sure. You can text message with them. You can voice message with them. And the good thing about them with Talkspace is you you go until you find the therapist that best fits your That's needs. That's right. That's right. And we've often said it's not always about spilling childhood secrets and you know getting, that stuff is great, Yeah. but that comes in time. Sometimes it's just like, I had a crazy week. I had a crazy day. I just want to be able to talk about it with somebody who can relate. And it's much more affordable than traditional therapy. That's right. And you have a long commute. You know, it takes you, I don't know how long to get out to your house. I know. During that freeway time on the freeway, you could be talking to your Talkspace therapist. A hundred percent. Start 2020 off strong with Talkspace. It's the support you need to help you achieve your goals at a price you can afford. And you can get a hundred dollars off your first month when you use the code RUE when you sign up. So don't wait for another year to go by. Take care of yourself. No matter what 2019 was like, Set yourself up for success in 2020. Match with your perfect therapist today at Talkspace.com or download the mobile app. And don't forget to use the code RUE for $100 off your first month. That's Talkspace.com, promo code RU. Well, my favorite Mariah songs Mm. are um, uh, We Belong Together, uh, Honey, and... um, Say it. Uh, and it, well, it would be the third would have to be always be my baby. Always you know? be my baby is a jam forever. And it to is. be honest with you, when I'm listing my tops, I sometimes forget always be my baby because uh, you take it for granted. Yeah, I would have to say I live for some uh, fantasy. Okay, and this I'm not not the remix. I like the pop uh-huh, jam uh-huh. fantasy. Yeah, and then I'm gonna say emotions. Oh yeah, lives inside my heart. Yes, Clavillis and Cole. And then um, I think I'm gonna have to say. I do love Heartbreaker. I love Heartbreaker. Heartbreaker, you got the yeah. best of me. And the yeah. give me your love, sort of the breakdown oh, that she does, yeah. like the vocal breakdown. She's a genius. Why do you love her? Well, you know, first of all, uh, as a musician, mm. uh, she is, uh, uh, you know, un- unparalleled. She's a uh, great singer. She is a, a great songwriter and a yes. great music producer. I love music. I'm a big yeah. music freak. So those are the reasons, uh, those are the top reasons I love her. Then the fact that she's, Absolutely nuts. Yeah. Uh, only helps. And she's so drag. Yeah. In fact, um, we, I don't think, oh, I do. I, you know, we kind of have met. This is the thing. First time, you haven't met, met her? Oh, that shocks when me. I, the first time I met her, this was 1993 or four. One when of She was those. still the real Chanteuse. I walked into this ballroom where they were having the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Mm. And I was there because Elton John was being inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Mm -hmm. So I walked into the room and every music star you could ever imagine was in that room. Paul McCartney, Mm. Bruce Springsteen. uh, It just went on and on. So I walked through the door and I see... Mariah waving at me going, hey, hey, with her hand up. Hey, come here, come here. Hey, hey, come here, come here. So by the time I make it to the table, she's sitting still with her head facing forward like someone has a gun to the side of her waist. Oh, my God. And she's sitting next to her husband at the time. Mr. Matola. And I said, oh, um, wow, it's funny. I was just listening to Cherche La Femme earlier today, uh, and here you are uh, to her husband. Yeah. And he's giving me this look like, uh, yeah, uh-huh, yeah, beat it, uh-huh, get out of here, beat it, huh? He's giving me that look. Wow. And, and she is completely still. She's unresponsive. And I was like, okay, well, that was weird. Mm-hmm. And I left. So clearly he must, by the time I got to the table, he must have said, you know, why stop, did you stop acting up? Yeah. Why did you bring that her- book that she come, is going to come out with? What? She's coming out with a book? Yes, ma'am. And it is going to be absolutely drenched in tea. Oh, I am very, very much anticipating hearing everything because that's something that's part of her narrative that people forget. Yeah. But r- think about the fact that she had an entire era that was the butterfly. Yeah. She was fixated on 
freeing Freedom. herself. It was all there. It was it, it was entire th- and my favorite album of hers is Butterfly. Yes, Butterfly. Formative for yeah. me. I mean, that has tracks. That has yeah. the roof. That yes. has a breakdown. That has honey. That has whenever you call one of her yeah. best ballads yes, ever I that she that later song. did with Brian uh-huh. McKnight. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I mean Was it Flying Away, fl- Lifting Away? No, um, there's a song on there. Called- yes, yes, Fly Away, I believe, is what it's called. Is that what it's called? Yes. Uh, and uh, um, so, and I believe she got she collaborated with Prince on the on a later track on that uh, album. Uh, that also has My All on it. Oh I mean, yeah. Oh, okay. That so that was a huge release for her. It was when she really was embracing her sex appeal. Mm-hmm. And it was when she was really fully starting to say, I'm an R and B musician. Mm-hmm. And so but what I love about her and I think is never more obvious than on that album is she is a fucking lyricist yeah. for the ages. I yeah. mean, I recently went to go see, there was like a little event in Brooklyn that I got somehow invited to where it was like it was in, in anticipation of Caution, her new album. Uh-huh. And this person that did the interview really nailed it because they made sure to highlight like the Mariah vocabulary. Like I remember oh, the word. It must word, have been R- R- Rich uh, Juswiak. Was it Rich Juswiak? It, it may have been. Because he, yeah. he knows Mariah back and forth. Oh, it was yeah. this, this gentleman knew his shit. And uh-huh. so basically like you could tell that she, because she is also one of the best singers of all time, yeah. it's hard for people to wrap their head around the fact that she also composes and writes all that music. That's right. yeah. And so- you could see that she was touched, that she was being acknowledged uh-huh. Uh-huh. for all the work that goes into this because we love all the girls, but they yeah. don't do what Mariah they does. They don't do all of that. They don't do, and that yeah. is why she is able to stay in the mm-hmm. public consciousness, not because of the antics, not because of this or that, but because but she will always come back with a song. And yeah. she also set herself up with that Christmas song. Oh my and God. And the Christmas moment was the most ge- one of the most genius things yeah. any musical artist has done in the past few decades yeah. was for her to say, I'm going to be synonymous with Christmas mm-hmm. because you'll see me every year. Uh-huh. Yeah. And she's no, written a, a standard. It's a, it's a great album. It's a uh. great album. Now, yeah, uh, Mariah, just, just amazing. It's interesting how... What it is about these divas that gay men are, mm. are so gravitate towards, and I've always held that, uh, you know, these women hold are this duality that they have, the strength and the power, she gets and also it. the femininity mm-hmm. that's there, you know, that's that's. And she Amazing. she actually I was literally just gonna say the word duality because my first concert was the Rainbow Tour uh-huh. and I saw it at Madison Square Garden. I was ten. I when I got the tickets, I screamed uh-huh. like a, like a <laughs> lamb, as it were. And I remember she. This was when Heart in the Heartbreaker video. She's famously Mariah and Bianca. Yes. And sh- the whole narrative of the concert was sometimes Bianca's gonna come out and like this like woman in a brown wig with like the little little uh, glasses would come out and kind of creep across the stage and everyone would be like, Bianca's there, there's Bianca. And it was just, I'll never forget my dad sitting at this concert, like looking around at all these gay men and young girls. Like, uh, like you know, I recently went to an Ariana Grande concert, oh. who I also think is fabulous. Yeah. And the demographic of that show reminded me of early Mariah. Just yeah. another one of the ways they're similar. I love the Rainbow album. I think it's <sighs> fabulous. It Ex girlfriend. Really Ex girlfriend. It's written got, by Candy uh, Burris. Candy Burris. That's right. Uh, from sh- the sh- the group was Shakespeare was mm-hmm. the uh, production team. And then I I love the two songs that uh, Diane Warren wrote on there. Yeah. She, was it, uh, it's a kind of a, a homage to Fly Me to the Moon, which is. Um, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's called. Um, it's not can't tonight. take that away. No, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, she also did can't take that away, yes. which is Mariah's theme, right? Yeah, yeah, Mariah's theme. And then uh, tonight, something about is it called for tonight or could be for tonight? Yeah, is it for tonight. Can, can I be honest with you? That album. Sometimes I do this thing where I get so obsessed with the singles uh-huh. that I almost miss the the album. So I was one of those kids that just had heartbreaker on repeat. Really, I just drenched myself. Do you in also that song. like the remix? Do you like I the do, remix? I do. I yeah. do. Yeah, and I that was it. actually my first. Well, I'm a white kid from the suburbs. That was my first um, intro to Jay Z. Okay, was on the Heartbreaker feature because everything Jay say Jay does. Jay. What is it? Um, because everything Jay say. Because she love everything Jay say Jay does. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> also, like 
to see like the they'll play Heartbreaker like in Palm Springs now during Memorial Day weekend and uh-huh. every fag is like ripping that Jay-Z verse apart it. in I a way it. that he doesn't even know he's a gay icon for that. Yeah, yeah. Like if you ask the gays like Jay-Z like say one word uh-huh. they say Heartbreaker before yeah. they say Beyonce. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. So, okay. So now well, have you not. met well or maybe uh, who's who uh, have you met these divas at all? I got to tell you something. So I love Mariah, but my my like so when I was 12, like American Idol like really hit. Mm. And so this is like a time in my life where I was really struggling with, I don't think anyone will ever like me for who I really am. Mm. And so I really fell for the Kelly Clarkson thing. Uh, because She's amazing. And, and to this day, I've seen her now live 12 times in concert. You're kidding. I have not yet met her, but I'll tell you this. Here's a little callback for you. Joel Kim Booster uh-huh. is going on her show as a guest tomorrow. Why is he going on as a he guest? He is on the show Sunnyside on NBC. It's now over on Hulu. Oh, Sunnyside. Sunnyside. It stars Cal Penn. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So about it, and Queens, Queens, about immigrants. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So he is going on the show tomorrow and I'm his guest. And I think tomorrow might be <gasps> oh, the day. Wow. So she, to me, like really represents, like I saw America sort of literally fall in love with her for being yeah. this who she was. Yeah. This girl next door type. And when you look back, you know, you think... What a perfect person to win that show at that time. It was right after 9-11. She was the perfect George W. Bush era girl next door. Who knows if it was fixed or not, but she was certainly the right person to win. And she's got the talent to back it up. And she is so fucking talented. I'm telling you, like, the, the, like, fucking... Wayne Gretzky of vocal cords. She really does. And her Christmas album is absolutely fabulous. So good. So good. So good. And so, and she's really stood the test of time because she's got a great personality. She's really fucking talented and you'll like her always. Yeah. And uh, so tomorrow I might exchange words with her. Was it, what's that out? Oh, the stronger album is a masterpiece. Is that what it's called? Stronger. So there's an album called stronger and then there's a new album called meaning of life, which I think is her, is her, is her best. Okay. But stronger has the song stronger, which is, you know, yeah, no, that, that album, that album is absolutely fantastic. Yeah. Okay. We've got Matt Rogers. We're going to go to a quick break real quick. We'll be right back with more. Yes, child, it's all about the Squarespace. (laughs) They have been with us from the very beginning because it is such a wonderful platform. This is the place to go when you want to get your website on. That's right. You create your own website. So many people have been successful using Squarespace.com. We get letters, lots of letters over at RuPaulPodcast at Mm gmail.com about the Squarespace website. Michelle, you got one there? I got one from Jesse. And Jesse says, Dear Ru and Michelle, when I had a very bad bicycle accident a few years ago, I was in the ER trauma room. And the only thing I can do to calm down while waiting to see if I needed emergency surgery was listening to your podcast with Latrice Royale, one of my all-time favorite queens. Your voices were a calming, positive, and distracting force when I really needed the help. So thank you. P.S. I ended up not needing the surgery and had a full recovery from this accident. I'm a photographer and created the following website with Squarespace. It's www.jmerrickmedia.com. That's M-E-R-R-I-C, the letter J, merrickmedia.com. I specialize in black and white photography with a focus on dreamy, historic, retro, and timeless atmospheres and a love of street photography. I especially enjoy taking photos in New York City and other major cities when I travel. Oh, this is great. This sounds amazing. Yeah. Anyway, thanks for everything you guys do and keep up the great work. Sincerely, Jesse. Well, Jesse loves street photography. I like street meat. Oh, same. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> hey, listen, if you've got uh, a website you've created through Squarespace, send us a letter at uh, RuPaulPodcast at G gmail.com and and when you guys are ready to make your website okay just get a free trial with no credit card required by going to squarespace.com and when you're blown away and ready to confirm a plan use that offer code rue to get 10 percent off and thanks again to squarespace like rue said keep sending in your websites to rupaulpodcast at gmail.com that's squarespace.com offer code ru we're back with Matt Rogers. My goodness, hey. fun talking to you. So fun. Were you always an, an easy to talk to like this? You know, um, to be honest with you, not really, because I've always been, when I was growing up, I was always a little bit in my head. Whenever I felt yeah. comfortable, I I felt like I sort of, I started to step out and shine a little bit more, but it wasn't until really my late twenties when I started to really kind of embrace who I was, even though, and you know, I was always doing comedy and performing, but I was kind of doing a sort of straight drag in a way where it was kind of 
fit in with the boys. Yeah, I remember yeah, yeah. I remember when I auditioned for my sketch group in um, college, I looked in my closet and I was like, what shirt can I wear where they're never going to think I'm gay? And mm. I wore this shirt with Heath Ledger as the Joker on it. Uh-huh. And I thought, now they'll ask me about this and not yeah, that. That yeah. was a lot of How my- old were you? I was 19. 19, yeah. And I came out that same- I came out the summer after my freshman year of college. Okay. So I did a whole year at NYU with these fucking gorgeous gay men all around me in New York City being closeted. And then I went back to Long Island for the summer, had a romance with someone I worked with. Mm -hmm. And then I was like, you know what? I'm actually going to return to New York and like try to really do my life. Mm. And so from that point, it was like step by step. I kind of tried to just be more myself and made good friends and... I think over the past five years, I've started to really kind of like myself. And honestly, it was a I'm not. I and I I hope that it doesn't come across as me like being like you know thank you thank you. But it was a lot of messages I learned through your show. Mm. It was a lot of messages of you're born naked and the rest is drag. Understand that none of this is actually real. Mm-hmm. Like life mm-hmm. is what you make it. Don't take your life too seriously. Is huge for me mm-hmm. that I started to really say you know what, that is true and I will only live this life one time. So I want to be myself. I love that. But tell me, walk me through what a person who may be listening to this, who may be going through the same kind of thing, um, what is that dialogue? Mm -hmm. Is it the fear that you'll be, uh, oh, is it the fear that your family will cast you aside? Is that the big fear? For me, it wasn't about you know, I think that with every gay person, it's like there is some parental stuff, as you know. I mean, mm. you know what I mean? Like, you're never going to let that person um, or those people not be there. And uh, like, you're going to create a, a, a reaction they're going to have that they will not have. And my parents mm. ultimately were great about of me course, coming out. They were they lovely were. and they continue to be lovely. And they're so supportive. And I'm very lucky in that regard. I think honestly what it is, it's it's the patriarchy. Mm. It's the culture that we live in that says, you want to be in the entertainment industry? You better fucking hide. Mm-hmm. Because there are not a lot of people. When I was growing up, there was Ellen and there was uh, Will and uh, Jack. And there was Will there was Jack. Eric McCormick playing Will on oh, Will and Grace, right, right. and there was Sean Hayes playing Jack on Will and Grace, and it was either you were doing you were the straight acting one uh, or you were a joke. Right. And I love, I love Will and Grace. Yeah. And I'm not saying it contributed to that, but it was like Jack was the funny one yeah. who was ridiculous, yeah. and then there was Will who was, um, you know, the straight man, literally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, but there weren't a lot of examples of how to live a healthy normal life. I was devastated the moment I realized I was gay. And I do remember the moment, Mm. um, like playing in my backyard. I looked over and saw my friend's back as he got out of the pool. And I was like, huh, that's funny. I want to like fuck his back. (laughs) (laughs) I think I want to fuck that guy's back. What is this? And then later on, I was like, oh, I'm gay. And it was just abject terror because I couldn't see myself represented. And that's why representation matters for everyone. Yeah. How old were you when this happened? 11. 11 years old. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 11. I was like, I think I want to fuck my neighbor's back. Yeah. We'll fucking unpack it from here. But right now I'm trying to hump that back. I mean, but, but it, I think what it is, is it's just that loss of what everyone tells you you can have. Mm -hmm. And now I think it is changing. And that's why I do feel emotional when I see like, and you know, some gays out there are like, oh, all of a sudden RuPaul's Drag Race is for kids. It's like, Mm -hmm. you know what? Let it fucking be for kids Mm -hmm. because these kids need it. Yeah, And you know what? There's 11 year olds who aren't crying in their bed because they're confused about wanting to fuck their neighbor's back yeah. and they're at RuPaul's Drag Con. You know what that. I mean? And yeah. you and you better believe it's fucking for the greater good. Yeah. And I, 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 I wonder, and, and you know, it's funny because the, the generation up from me, I, I just like, I have so much reverence and respect for and, but me being here, I almost understand why some older people might look at me and think like, you have no idea how good you have it. Cause I'm looking at these young kids and being like, can you imagine a world mm. where mm. you can be eight years old right. and your parents hear you say, mommy, I think I like boys. Uh-huh. And they say, that's great. Uh-huh. I cannot imagine that. Yeah. That is a different world. And I'm so happy, but also there's a part of me that's like, 
wow, I'm like, what would it have been? The tears I might have, I might yeah. have saved, but also it's that adversity rude that we were talking about with like how it all works out for the best. Like I take everything that I've been through when, and like I said, it's, it's, I've been real lucky, mm-hmm. but fortunate, fortunate. Yeah. And so I, I think that it's just, while it seems like the world is scary, it's also the world is becoming in some senses, like, a more beautiful place because people can, they at least know that there's people out there like them. Yeah. Well, you know, what's interesting about that is the uh, human ego. If, if, if that threat isn't there of mm-hmm. being found out as being gay or the threat of uh, whatever, the ego has a way of figuring a threat out because it's something about this human makeup that we, that we will look for uh, something that's going to put us down. You, there's that quote that Madonna brilliantly so that, you know yeah. so there could be a hundred people in the audience who are just loving me loving me loving me but i'll focus on the one who isn't mm-hmm. and that's a, the condition of the human brain it yeah. does it so the cure becomes when you become when you become aware of your brain and mm-hmm. you become conscious of how your machine works then you can get outside of it and you can uh, witness it and say you know what brain thank you for sharing that but I actually, I'm going to focus on the the 99 people yeah. uh, that are loving me. Yeah, and you know? also like it's 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 again it's naming it right. It's, yes, it's being able it. to say I have I know what this is. That's right. Because for so many years, and I think that's another reason why it's important just to get that message out there is because that feeling that you're feeling has a name and it is yes. a negative thing. Yes, and now you know it. And honestly, like <laughs> whenever I'm having like a low moment i'm yeah. always like maybe i'll go to therapy i was like maybe and i'm not saying therapy is bad right. but i think i'll just like save the money because i know what this is it's yeah. my it's my demon that's yeah. saying i look terrible right now yeah. and then you also realize i think we mentioned this before too no one is looking at you as hard as you're looking at you right and mm-hmm. and therefore get over yourself bitch and step out well mike that's true most people are really thinking of themselves mm-hmm. you know because i know that you you're 29 now you're about to turn 30 mm. 30 was such a great turning point because that was the point when i realized that um i didn't have to like everybody and you know what everybody didn't have to like me yeah that was a huge shift in my consciousness and it left a space in my consciousness for newer, bigger, newer ideas to come in. That concept of people needing to like me took up so much bandwidth, so much space. But, you know, uh, uh, you know, you move, when you move past that stuff, it it does, it does get better. And it's amazing to, to know, especially as a creator, as an artist, like when you actually put you into the work, it goes so much better. Yeah. Like I, I like that's that's a thing. Like, so I have this show game show that's gonna come out on. I wanted Quibi. to talk about yeah. that. And so this is me and my other sister. His name's Dave Mazzoni. We've been doing this show for three years as a live show in 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 New York, and it's it's a celebration, I guess, of just allyship because it's what called we do. G A Y M E show. show. I yeah. read about it in the trades. That's how I yeah. found out about you. Oh yeah. Yeah. So yeah. so. It's going to be on Quibi in April, but what it is is, so everyone download Quibi. Yes. Um, but what it is is we take two straight men and we put them head to head to find out which one of them can be honorarily gay as fuck uh-huh. and reign as queen of the straights. And okay. they each get an ally life partner, we call them. Uh-huh. One gets a wise queer. Do the ally uh, part are they people that they know? Sometimes. Okay. And one gets a woman who gets it. Okay. So we so like wait, to partner so them with people straight. in their life. With each... Each contestant yeah. gets a woman who gets it. Yeah. And a... A wise queer. One of them's paired with the wise queer. One of them's paired with the woman who gets oh, oh, it. Oh, I see. Who decides so, who, who... We do. Oh, okay. Of course. Because, so, yes. you know, like it's... It is our opinion that really counts. Exactly. So basically what happens is they... They're com- they have like it's like physical challenges, emotional challenges, Ooh. and pop culture challenges, and it's fun because it's a show I don't think could have been done several years before this because it's truly them competing to be more of a queer ally uh-huh. and be more in the queer community. I love that. And so, what I love about the show is straight guys can come to the show and they can see themselves on stage because they're like, I don't fucking know what this reference is either. Uh-huh. We get it because it's our people making the show and uh-huh. it's jokes that we love. Yeah. And straight women can come and they can say, oh my God, my boyfriend would be so bad at this or uh-huh. so good at this. So it really is for everybody. And it's so 
fun to see them aspire to be something I was afraid to be for so many oh years. Oh my goodness. Wow. And it's, it's just, it really does like, I don't know, like for people out there like that are maybe, you know, my age and up, like for so long, I feared straight men. You know what I mean? Like mm. I remember being at my cousin's birthday party and sitting on the side of the half pipe while they all skateboarded just because my body could never figure out how to go on a skateboard. Uh-huh. Bitch, I don't know how to do any of this straight shit. I couldn't. Uh-huh. I can't throw a perfect spiral. You know, that's not my gig. Like, yeah. Even with sports, like my dad was a football and baseball varsity coach. Wow. And he was like, he never really pressured me to do anything just as long as I did something. So I yeah. ran track because yeah. all you had to do was run. Yeah, of course. You know, do but, that. It's like exactly. walking just faster. It's, it, that's really yeah. what, when you break down running, uh-huh. <laughs> that is what she is. So basically like what I love is like almost, it's almost like we, at least we've gotten to this point now yeah. where we can say we are all in this together, even for this one night yeah. so that y'all can feel what it's like to be the minority in a space, A, and also that we're all celebrating and also that, we, our joke is that there's a there's a score being kept, but it's always a dead heat. Yeah, we don't keep no score. But also, you know, it's yeah. it's, it's fun. It's also fun to challenge yourself, and also for the viewing audience, it's it's interesting for them to play along. So, yeah. um, it, Quibi, which is Q U I B I, yeah, short for Quick Bites. Oh, Quick Bites. <laughs> yeah, because the show is what eight minutes long. She's gonna be about eight minutes long. There's gonna be eight episodes released in April, I believe. Three at the top with with the launch, mm-hmm. and then one episode after. And we have amazing people on Trixie Mattel and Bob the Drag Queen come on as Wise Queers. We have Nicole Byer. We have Darcy Carden. We have um, Rachel Bloom, Ilana Glazer, who loves you. I love Ilana Glazer. Uh, One of the Broad City. Yeah. Uh, Yes. And I mean, just incredible people. Bowen from SNL. My my girl is going to be on it. What about Joel Kim? Joel Kim is on it as well. Joel Kim is on it too. You got to get him on this show. He would would gab for you. Yeah. Now, okay. So, Oh, there's that's my husband. Let me just turn this <laughs> off. But um, you know, uh, so I love that that's his ringtone. Well, no, I, sort actually, of actually, it's third close encounters. <laughs> it's everybody's ringtone. The thing is that um, no one calls me except for him. So I see. That's, that's why I say it's him. Yeah. But um, uh, so now, do so we have to download Quibi now? Is it streaming? Are, so it, you can they download have it in April. There? They, you're, uh, when April hits, I believe it launches on April 6th, That's you'll download it, it and we'll be there. Why have I been reading about Quibi, Quibi, Quibi? Everybody's got a show on Quibi. Should Top I be getting town. a show on Quibi? I mean, girl, they would be thrilled to have you, I'm sure. If you but, got it's any sh- only, but all the shows are eight minutes long. Everybody who gets a show is doing an eight-minute show. That is the idea, is that episodes are eight to ten minutes, and it's not, ooh, George is saying, answer the phone, babe. Yeah, this looks like someone in Beverly Hills. I don't know who that would be. Oh, I know. No, it's, oh, I actually know yeah, who it is. I know who it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but anyway, uh, so yeah, so Quibi is gonna be. I mean, if if everything goes as planned, they might say it might do what HBO did for TV for little phones. Wow! So we're gonna see, oh, right? Because it's it's stream on phones. Yeah, and then Mobile you can only, and then you can do the uh, 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 Alex. What's the thing where you um you put what's on your phone the on the TV? Cast. Yeah, yeah. Chromecast? No. You can screencast it. You can throw it up there. Yeah, but on Apple, it's called something else. It's called... um, Oh, yes. Something Uh, else. See, I'm bad with tech. Mirror. It's like mirror. It's it's mirror. Yeah, yeah. 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 So that's what you do. Yeah. And um, so Quibi starts up in April, and that's the show. Mm -hmm. And then you're also writing on another television show. I am. I'm writing for Sean Hayes' new animated show on Netflix. It's uh, created by Gabe Liedman and with Megan Amram and incredible people in that room. And it's going to be really fun. It's an animated spy, gay spy comedy. Oh. Yeah. What's it called? It's called Q-Force. Q-Force. Yeah. And that's going to be out on Netflix. Megan Amram, she works. Genius. You know, she was on Drag you i know yes she was on drag you as a contestant yeah and then when i did the simpsons she's one of the writers on that she's an incredible talent have you read her book science for women i have not oh my god is it hilarious it is absolutely hilarious she is she's like one of the one of the one of the queens and her, of course, her her show and Emmy for Megan. Well, Matt Rogers, I know <sighs> you have another meeting in Burbank <laughs> to get to. She's absolutely canceled. Oh, I, you canceled that no, meeting? Well, she's rescheduled. A oh, rescheduled. Yeah. Okay, good. People, well, they understand. Well, I'm glad that we got to do this because <laughs> it's too. important. 
And it's important for people to hear your story and to see how fucking lovely you are. I, this absolutely is my honor. Lovely. Would you please tell Katrina and the guy she married? Uh, his name is Richard. Richard. Yeah. That they coach. Did, coach that... <laughs> That they did such a fabulous job. My God, they'll be over the moon to hear that. And tell Chloe she ain't so bad either. Who, Chelsea, 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 girl. I see. You know what? This well, is the thing. see you later, Chloe. Yeah. Well, see, this is the thing. Yeah. I get Chelsea, Phoebe, and Chloe. Yeah. They're the same name in my brain. Get this. She actually has two first names too. What is it? Her legal name is Chelsea Ryan. Which I think is absolutely fabulous. I love Chelsea Ryan. That is like either a porn star or Mm -hmm. a soap star. Yeah. Chelsea Ryan. I would love for her to become either. That's really (laughs) an awesome name, Chelsea Ryan. Chelsea Ryan. It just rolls off the tongue. Oh, I love it. Yeah. Chelsea Ryan Rogers. I said she should just be Chelsea Ryan. Yeah. But listen, okay. Um, Why? I'm wrapping it up. But (laughs) there's something psychological about why do I get Phoebe, Chelsea, and... uh, Chloe. Chloe. It's the, e, it's the E sound. It's got to be. Are the O's the and the E's? It's the E's and the H's. So right in, the, in that name, you got K, yeah. Ch, yeah. and F. Oh, there you go. And 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 they sneak a little E on ah, you on that's both. That's it. So that's what that's it is, it. baby. My yeah. brain puts... It's the same with... Phoebe, Ke- Chloe, Chelsea, 100%. That's right. Same with Kevin, Kenneth, and... Ke- what Did I say them all? Wait a minute. Kyle. Ky- okay. Ke- oh, okay. There's Kevin. Kelvin. Mm-hmm. Okay. Wait a minute. Kenneth, Kevin... And there's another one. Yeah. Keith, Keith. Keith. There See, you go. When I, when I was growing up, everyone was always like, oh, hey, Ryan. or hey, Oh, hey, Chris. And I'm yeah. Matt. And I'm like, I mean, yeah, yeah. I, I might as well be Chris or Ryan. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> we all look the same. I love it. Well, darling, you've been a joy to speak My with. My true honor. Thank you so, so much, And Ru. your podcast is called? Lost Culturistas. Lost Culturistas. You can find us out there. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, um, uh, big kiss to Michelle, wherever she may be. We love you, Michelle. And thank you for being on the show. Thank you. Bye, Michelle. <laughs> Bye. Can I get an amen? If you can't love yourself, how in the hell you gonna love somebody else? Can I get an amen? And don't forget to subscribe on iTunes. If you can't love yourself, how in the hell you gonna love somebody else? Amen.